Yo, welcome back to another episode of Monday Night Hustlers. Uh, on tonight's episode, we're joined by another guest. Um, he's also our second ever guest and second guest in a row. Uh, all the way from Portland, Oregon, Chad Huber. He's the co-founder and CEO of Mimble. He's also part of the same accelerator as Nick and Dan down in Arkansas. So he gives us some insight <clears throat> into you know his company and also you know his experiences in the accelerator, kind of like his strategy going into the accelerator, along with you know showing his adaptability as an entrepreneur, uh, being able to pivot midway through the accelerator into a new strategy. So you know, incredible insight from him there. Um, really appreciated that. Uh, and then we get into his home state of Oregon and Portland living. Uh, so we just talk about all things Portland and also he gets into a story about hiking with strangers uh, and then also <clears throat> gives us some insights on you know how he kind of just deals with day-to-day uh, -day stress and how he unwinds and just uh, takes some siestas here and there <laughs> and then we get into him living in uh, in Madrid, Spain for a bit. We we share stories about our, our pickpocketing experiences. And yeah, so uh, thank you again, Chad, for joining the pod. Um, really appreciated it. And then Nick and Nick and I, we do a little bantering at the end of the episode. Uh, they're coming home next week, so we'll have an in-person episode for the first time in, I don't know, it's been like six, seven, eight weeks, something like that. But hope you enjoy. Uh, we'll see you next, well, enjoy the episode right now, and then see you next week. Yo. 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 Um, all right, it's uh, episode 22 of Monday Night Hustlers. The date is June 24th, 2019, and uh, also, boys, it's the start of summer, so how hot is Arkansas? Uh, Arkansas has cooled down for the summer, so last week it was like 98 degrees and like 98% humidity. Um, now it's like 79 with uh, with a breeze, which is awesome. That's good. Yeah, um, <laughs> So on this week's episode, there uh, no Scott. Scott's on a family vacation, so uh, hopefully he j enjoys that R and R. But um, but we're joined by our second ever guest, back to back guest on this pod. So uh, Nick, do you want to do an introduction? Yeah. Um, so we're part of this uh, cool accelerator out here in Little Rock, Arkansas, and we're working next to a bunch of awesome companies doing amazing things. So. Um, I thought it might be a good idea to, to bring some of these cool guys and gals in here and talk about what they're up to. And today we have uh, Chad from Portland, Oregon. Chad, I'll let you take it away. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, well, I'm, I must say I am uh, excited to be here with you. It's been a little bit too hot, I think, for Northern Bloods recently. So this little cool off has been great. Uh, and it's good to know that you guys are in misery with me. Uh, yeah, so quick background on me. Um, my name is Chad Huber. I'm the CEO and co-founder of a company called Nimble, which, yes, it's like Nimble, but with an N instead of an N, which is like a combination of Nimble and money. Uh, we, I guess I just 
keep giving a background? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say that I've heard that uh, elevator pitch <laughs> dozens of times already. So I, I can pretty it. much recite it to the bone. I, I love how he answered his own question. Man, it's like, he was like, it's like, yeah. It's, it's like, like nimble, nimble and money. money. Yeah, it's like nimble and money. Like, you've got it. I know you got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Tell us, tell us about, tell us about what the app does and, and what the purpose of it is and like what started it. Yeah, yeah. So we started the company kind of based on an idea. I had an MBA program, or a group of us had, uh, around trying to make saving a lot more fun and interactive. Um, so we kind of looked at some of the things we wanted to accomplish, like wanted to be free, wanted to be connected to life more in the short term. So we ended up building, or I came back, uh, I found a co-founder who's technical. Uh, as it turns out, having about five MBAs and nobody who can code is not <laughs> the right way to start a tech company. Nope. Who knew? Uh, so I found a technical co-founder, and we built an app that makes saving as rewarding as spending. Um, it's what we do is help people save for specific goals and then get rewards from from brands. So that could mean saving up for a $100 Nike gift card and getting 10 bucks back into your savings account. So that way you can actually save up and achieve the things you want to achieve, uh, and it's really relevant to your life. So we started as a direct consumer app. You can still find us on iOS and Android, uh, but with the accelerator over the last eight weeks and for another four weeks and beyond, we turned that technology into a, a gifting platform that will sit within a bank's mobile app. So allowing people to buy and send gift cards as gifts to friends and family. That's the, uh, it's the long and the short. Yeah, it's <laughs> short and long. Short and long. <laughs> So, is that what you guys do in Chicago? Your first things? But when I first, when we chatted the first week, and I thought what you, you were doing was awesome on the B2C side, but I saw so much more potential with the B2B side of working with financial institutions because, you know, they're, they need something like this to engage their customers, right? So, like, Gift, so like I'm familiar with the gift card company based out of Chicago called yeah. Rays. Mm -hmm. So essentially, they're a gift card marketplace because people don't use all of their gift cards because they're so hard to use. Like I probably have like hundreds of dollars sitting on like gift cards of like small amounts because I, I they're not user friendly. Yeah. Right. They're yeah. Another card you need to put in your wallet as opposed to having it centralized in this app. And I know other people are doing that centralization of, of gift cards, mm -hmm. but what you're providing financial institutions is. Um, access to that customer with that purchase and then kind of you know continuing that as this relationship if i'm correct well it just makes sense yeah. and you, you look at your bank account to see how much money you have like it'd be nice to know how much money you have on gift cards as well right yeah and that's piece like it so it just it kind of like logically just makes sense because your bank's the holder of value like you right. should put all your value in there right it makes it really easy to buy like I don't know, like, I don't use gift cards enough that, like, I want a separate app on my phone. Right. But if it sits within, you know, my bank's app, like, all right, yeah, I'll use that. Right, yeah. That makes sense. And, ba and banks want that business because yeah. all these other companies want to put their gift cards on their apps. And if you could bring that into the bank's app, you know, all of a sudden they're controlling that, you know, lost, lost you know, yeah. value for the, for the user. Well, if it's like, it's, you know, most of the time you check your bank account, it's like, a negative. You're oh like, yeah, oh, for sure. Especially as a founder, co-founder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> how, how, how many zeros? None. Okay. <laughs> it's like every yep. two weeks you're happy, and other than that, every other time you check it, it's just it's just going downward. <laughs> so at least with this, like, it's more fun than like gonna go down. Yeah. 
you can actually yeah even still if, if you're uh, you know trying to save in, in a savings account I mean you're not really getting much of a return um, mm-hmm. in, in your in your savings accounts I mean banks give you like what like a one percent yeah that. It's more competitive yeah like two percent still really good yeah. So I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely a gift card would would incentivize me to to save more. I, I do want to say, uh, Chad kind of walked into this accelerator with a different pitch. <laughs> uh, I just want to give you bad props for like pivot, pitch pivot, uh, catching the hook, uh, and, then, and then being able to pivot that. And you, because like, you. out of everyone in the group, your yours was like, holy shit, he really changed it with just a few words. Like you like. Yeah. You like completely eliminated a few parts of what your okay. savings yeah. rates, and stuff yeah. Like that. yeah. So I was always looking at like, oh, a bank, you know, like how would a bank do this? And it's just, I think it's great. You know, it's amazing how, you know, we always try to do more and like add more, and we think like that's going to be the thing that does it for us. But it's oft- often just simplifying. That is the most powerful concept that we always get away from. Yeah, right. we keep it simple. It works. People understand it. But like, I, I struggle with that because if you if you pitch it too simply, then the bank's like, then why should I pay for so much for this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay X amount for something so simple. Can my dev team build it out? Even though they know that they can't, right? So there needs to be like, this is simple right here up front, but there's so many things going on back there that you cannot do yourself, which, yeah. you, which is why you need to pay us $10,000 a month. Yeah, I think right. that's like the sales trick, right? Right, yeah. You know, it's been like, hey, we actually, you, you can't do this. Yeah. So, yeah. like, we thought it would take us half the time it did. Like, it's way, we're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only thing we're focusing on. Yeah. We're not trying to run yeah. a bank, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, Chad, that's your background. And that, that was a great kind of Reader's Digest version of what you do. Um, so, I mean, well, Lee, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on Chad's, uh, offerings and Mimble's offerings and you can shoot it straight man yeah no like i said i was um i was impressed by your partnerships with 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 the brands that you had b2c um i mean for a young company that's that's pretty good i mean you had a pretty large selection um i think that's kind of like what i was in my head thinking for like change a bit uh to help roundups but the fact that yeah dan and nick mentioned that you pivoted as you started this accelerator, uh, that's, that's a true sign of a, of a great, uh, entrepreneur and just smart, just in general, smart person. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and don't feel like you have to stop with the compliments. I mean, there's right. a few more that come I mean, it's plain and simple. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, I think Nick and Dan were telling me that, you know, this accelerator is like, what 10 companies and how like thousands like applied it's and then you know that you got selected for top 10 and then you had this one pitch and then you completely pivoted uh you know and it's only like a what 12 week program so that was crazy. Uh, like so on, on the on the partnership piece like where you've developed partnerships with all of these brands uh check can you talk about like what because like that's not easy to do especially as a young company it's like hey what's up nike We've got this little app that we haven't really done anything with and we don't have users. How about you give us all this this time? Yeah, you know, especially challenging because we're doing it in a, a different way. Like nobody really combines savings with spending at the end of it, even though that's what we normally do. Like yeah. most of our savings are short term. You know, we build up 
a little bit for a plane ticket. We built a little bit for a pair of basketball shoes. Like something we all do innately, but nobody had actually productized it in a way that we want that we actually do it, which make it easier. So you know, we approach brands. It often be a little bit confused of like, is it a savings app or a spending app? Right. I'm like, dude, you've got to start saving first. Like it's a savings app. Mm-hmm. People will spend, but like that's step one. Like. We just need to get them saving and then they go waterfall. You start with short-term goals, become medium-term goals, become long-term goals, and then they're buying from a place of power as opposed to buying from credit card debt. Right. Uh, so anyway, kind of back to, your, to the brand piece. Um, we, we were having some success and then went out and found a guy who had built a whole pipeline at a, a different gift card company and ended up convincing him to join. And so he had a bunch of these contacts, you know, places like Nike and REI and across the board, different companies. Um, and so leveraging his relationships, he's able to kind of go to these different companies and say, hey, you've got this cool new concept. Once they kind of had that trust, we were able to get that angle. Like a lot of them came on board and we're still getting, we're still getting new ones, you know, big brands, local brands, regional brands. It's going to be kind of fun, actually. Yeah, I've, um, I've seen that. Yeah, you had Nike. You also had like, Domino's Pizza, you had Famous Dave's, um, you said a lot of like well-known brands. So yeah, credit credit to and you. That, and that gives you credibility there, right? That you have, I mean, yeah. they might not all be like direct relationships, right? Am I wrong? Uh, they're not all direct relationships. Some kind of come as a group, right? Yeah. yeah. So like just having that kind of branding within your app. I mean, we'd love something like that with with what we're doing as far as change, but we're kind of getting there, so. Yeah, I think you guys know this, like, the biggest challenge, especially being a consumer-facing app, like, when you're a startup, is you don't have any history or any trust, you know? yeah. and so you're like, hey, come use our app and, like, give us all your financial information. People are like, dude, who are you? Yeah, right? You want my bank login credentials? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah I mean, that, was a, gotta... that was a challenge for us, and we were lucky enough to get, like, some credibility from media and stuff, but, like, the, at the beginning, it was, it was a challenge to people, like, when we first launched, we we launched and we got, so we launched a beta and it was on the app store. And then all of a sudden the app store featured us as one of the new apps they love. And all of a sudden we had this rush of users and there was a big fall off when people finished onboarding and then we asked them for their bank link information. Yeah. Right. So like, all right, I did this and you're an app with zero reviews. So <laughs> now you want my bank history. Although some people like are used to that, like millennials yeah. and like our generation, like, I, whatever take it yeah. i have like protection and stuff, yeah. but there was this big drop off for people to find a link that institution and become a true user and actually yeah. pay us that dollar a month so i mean having that brand awareness on your end kind of like oh wait domino, even though if, even though they're not might not be working with you domino's working with you nike's working with you yeah they trusted you a little bit so yeah. you know that means that this is legit yeah you know it's funny i mean we found the same thing like it's a pretty binary thing like yeah. i found people either just trust you. They're like, all right, yes, yeah, financial information, like whatever. I get it. Like, we'll do that. Or they're like, no, I never do this. I've got one bank account, one retirement fund. It's like, okay. All right. When you were first starting, like in the B2C space, um, were you manning the customer support line? Like when you were getting downloads, were you like answering questions and fielding stuff from like users that were downloading and asking questions? Yeah, we use intercom for the okay. chat and that's been pretty helpful for us. Really? So if people have questions, usually they'll ping us there. Directly in the app. Yeah, okay. And yeah. so like on that, because we were considering that at one point, but we decided against it because people are expecting an instant response or response within a couple of hours. 
And if you don't provide that, then they're you know, be more likely to have a negative experience. Yeah, it, I, I think it's, I, I don't know what the equation is as far as if having to wait a couple hours for a chat, but knowing like that you're gonna have, that you have that direct mm -hmm. communication channel versus sending an email or calling somebody where you don't know what it's gonna be at the one. Like, I don't know, I don't know how that equation balances. You know, for me, I didn't want to receive emails either because they don't look like tickets or anything. Like right. With intercom, you get right. conversation, you can close yeah. the conversation when it's done, you can kind of manage it a little bit. Right. And you can put like a, and they have a, a operator or something where they'll serve up relevant support articles. Mm -hmm. So if somebody asks like, hey, how do I create a new goal? And the operator will say, hey, here's, here's an article. Yeah, here's yeah. an article. Yeah. Like, okay, great, answer my question, be done. Yeah. So that seemed pretty appealing. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't really have a, a huge load of customer support requests. Yeah. So it's pretty easy for our team. And you guys have a lot more users than right. we do. Um, so I don't know how it works or not. I mean, so that one of the things that we're, like, it's always been on the back burner. But, <clears throat> so we recently added a button in the app to reach out directly to our customer support. So it's a contact customer support, mm -hmm. an email thingy pops up, and you can email us an email directly to support. And we've seen a tremendous kind of um, uptick in customer tickets, right? So one of the things we're considering is Zendesk. We use Zendesk as a as a platform uh, for customer support. Is adding that knowledge based knowledge based mm -hmm. thing where it says, "Hey, I don't know how to link my bank," and then it reads, "Link my bank." Like here, here's how you link your bank. Yeah. Close the ticket, so it doesn't like you know stress out customer support or customer support staff. Um, but yeah, that's something that isn't as personal as like someone contacting you and telling you about how to solve your problem. And like in the beginning, we prided ourselves with like, like personal attention. Dan yeah. would do support. I would do support. Yeah. Everyone would be doing support. And we're like, oh, co-founders actually mailing me. This is awesome. You know, yeah. help me out with this. Um, but as you, yeah, as you scale and grow, you can't handle all of that. It's going to cost way too much. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's a piece of that too, where in the beginning, you want to be really in tune with the needs of the customer. Cause then you know, what needs work. Right, yeah. In a perfect yeah. world, you can just have technology and user right. experience solve 95% of the problems that come right. up, right? Uh, there's always gonna be weird stuff. It's like, it's technology, <laughs> it never works. We've, you want it. Yeah. We, we've gotten a letter from some kid, <laughs> like a letter, a physical letter, yeah, letter, writing about like some some like things we can do to our app. And it was like written like fourth grade, like handwriting. I don't know if it was like a fourth grader or someone that just, you know, wrote us a letter. I still have the letter somewhere and I can't, I, I can't like recall what exactly what it said exactly, but it was just a, such a shock that someone wrote a letter like for customer support and like, did you send that kid a t-shirt? No, no, we what? didn't. We didn't. This is, this is like during the whole shark tank, like explosion and we're like yeah. dealing with a little bit of stuff. Like what's this letter? I don't know what's the letter. It's a cool letter. I put it in the back, you know, like just figure it out. It's somewhere in all like our files, but. Um, which is interesting, kind of. That, that was like the outlier of like customer support in terms of what that was. I'd love to get a letter. <laughs> hey, Chad, great job. Yeah. Thank you. But maybe yeah. I'm one of those weird people who just likes receiving mail. I do. I love getting mail. Yeah. I love getting mail. I mean, most of my mail is bills and like refinancing my credit card debt, <laughs> mailings. But um, like, if someone likes, like, so I live with a roommate, Scott, who's on the podcast. And he gets 
Christmas letters, Thanksgiving letters, Easter letters, like cards from like his entire family. I'm like, Scott, man, I haven't got a single <laughs> card from any of one, anyone that I know. This guy just gets mail all the time, like legitimate mail. Does he also send out mail? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. He's just a receiver. He's just a receiver. He just, he just takes it and brings it in. Man, if I was his family, I would stop sending it. <laughs> Scott, I sent you four straight Easter letters. <laughs> I'm a shit bag. No, yeah. Season of giving. <laughs> Scott, it's just the season of receiving. I mean, he could talk to it. I'm sure he'll listen. But yeah. Scott, next topic next week. Yeah. Why do you get so many goddamn Easter cards? <laughs> In the meantime, I'm going to sit here and keep criticizing him because he can't respond. <laughs> there you go, Chad. That's how we do things around here. Yeah. <laughs> Scott will most likely respond. He'll he'll shout you out the next episode probably. <laughs> he would. Hey Chad, I heard you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll skip that episode. <laughs> Only even numbers. <laughs> there you go. He'll be like, uh, Chad, how do you feel that your name is an internet meme for college rap rose? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, like a ballot, isn't it a Chad ballot, right? Hanging Chad. Hanging Chad. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there is there anyway. is there a full version of the name Chad? Depends. Uh, usually, no. Chad, but, uh, but there, there is a Chadwick. Chadwick. There you go, Chadwick. I haven't actually met anybody who has the first name Chadwick. What? I heard last name. Isn't like a guy on TV, his last name is Chadwick? I think so. No. That could be fake. Not Black, Black Panther. Chadwick. Black Panther? Yeah, but do you ever know? Chadwick? Every Chad you meet, are you, are you like, are you a Chadwick? <laughs> you never know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my first question to him. <laughs> Hi, how are you? It's my first question. You have a great name, don't you? Great. Uh, no, it, some people have asked, like, is it short for Charles? But I haven't heard that one either. So I don't know. It's just kind of a weird short name that I don't know why it exists. It's not a fancy Daniel or Nicholas. Nicholas. I do get Nicholas. Do you ever do that gesture if you meet someone with the same name and they pronounce it the same way? Like, well, it plays for Chad. Uh, it's usually pretty <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But are you ever meet a Chad and you're like, oh, Chad, good name. Yeah, like, yeah. like every time. I mean, it's not that video. <laughs> yeah, it's not that video. Yeah. Uh, as an NBA pro- in, the, in the NBA program, uh, it was in Spain. And so we had a lot of international students, and namely the ones from, uh, they're not used to the ch sound. Just Chad. So I got used to Chad all the time. Chad. And a variety of, of different interpretations. Yeah. That's like the only time you do. What are you guys saying uh, that Chad is part of a frat, a frat house or something like that? No, he was. Well, he just said Chad's the frat house name. Though. It's the uh, the Chad bro or something. Chad right? bro. Yeah. Well, what no, is it? It's like meme. It's it's yeah. It's whenever like um, you know, someone posts a funny video of like I don't know frat bros doing stupid shit. It's like oh look at Brad and Chad. <laughs> Brad and Chad. Yeah. I'd rather have Chad than Brad. Brad is way more standard. Yeah, Chad's looks a little more unique. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. First Chad. Ah. We met Chad? I mean, nope. I would only assume he's from Portland. <laughs> <laughs> it's very New York? Yeah. Um, can we talk about Portland? Yeah. Uh, I've never been to Portland. Um, you watch his... I watched an episode. But I, okay. like, I like Fred... Not Fred Astaire. What's his name? Fred Armisen. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's, I watched one episode of, like, 
Portland's like a cheaper scope from what I understand. I mean, a little bit more hipster, right? It's definitely hipster. Yeah. Like, the funny thing about Portlandia is that it's rooted in truth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <they're, laughs> it really is. Truth. Yeah. Uh, it's not that extreme, obviously, but I grew up in south of Portland about an hour and a half. I've lived in a city called Bend for five years. I've only been in Portland two years and change. Uh, but, you know, like, if you're from Oregon, you spend time in Portland regardless because it's, like, the only major city. Um, I mean, what do you want? What do you want to know? Do you want to know? About is there like a downtown Main Avenue? Is it like a like What's a city? city? Ooh, okay. Like coffee right. shops on every single corner. Like, Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seattle. No. Yeah. Much bigger in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, you. I mean, in Portland, but it's not like you can't see a Starbucks from the Starbucks you're. <laughs> like Seattle, you can't. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like a lot of good coffee, a lot of good beer. I think like Oregon is known for is like the hoppiest IPAs you could possibly can. create. Yeah. Beers are kind of. They're a little weak, man. Yeah, a little weak. I think it's too hot down here. Yeah. They just they're just sweating it out constantly. They can't handle the big. Like we had, like you know, Chicago's got good beer in the Midwest. Um, let's see, Portland. Portland does have a downtown. Uh, it has some tall buildings. It's decently sized. Uh, it's not like when you think about Portland, you don't think about like downtown. Like Portland is more neighborhoody, so there's like individual neighborhoods uh, that people kind of stick to. Like I don't know, Little Rock's kind of in that way. Like there's like are one there big street. In Portland, uh, are they're not? Yeah, you've got to go like 20 minutes away from. Like once you get past 82nd on the east side, it's like not. Uh, Super pleasant from that point forward, but it'll go out to like I don't know, two hundred something. It's kind of sprawl. Like like Portland's in a few places where you can get a house with a yard downtown. Oh, nice! I mean, it's just it's that quick. Like we we live about fifteen minutes. Uh, have a house with a yard. Like Chicago, yeah. Portland's probably not quite as expensive with real estate. Yeah, you're paying like one to two million dollars for. Yeah. I mean, so Portland's, Portland's not that expensive? I mean, it's still spendy, but if you're yeah. looking no, for, you know, probably a two-bedroom place that's really? even halfway decent. What's, well, I always like to uh, relate that to rents. What's a rent for, like, a one-bedroom? Uh, where, like, downtown? Downtown Portland, yeah. Downtown Portland, one-bedroom, probably 1800 oh. That's not bad, yeah. I live in the outskirts of Chicago. I'm sure they got some places that are freaking three grand a month if you go to like some fancy. Like luxury. Of course. A month. More like downtown Portland's like River North in Chicago. Like you can't find anything under 2500 to three grand there. But it says like K2, that's like a shit. But no, K2, even, even that, that's like 2400 for yeah, one. It's like a studio one. <laughs> Two grand plus for sure. I think it's about right. I mean, I don't know. It might be more than that, actually. Like yeah. we we've got a one a kind of a studio slash one bedroom like ADU attached to our house, ADU. Yeah, uh, accessory dwelling unit. What's it's like a it's like a home. <laughs> like, okay, like, okay. Like it's just an extra unit, you know, with a kitchen and bathroom in the whole okay. nine yards. Okay. It's it's an ADU if it can have a separate address. 
So okay. like uh, one, two, three, four, A versus just one, two, three, four as your as your house. So, so what do you use that ADU for? Well, we rent it. You rent it out? Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that and that for I think a thousand bucks or eleven hundred all in utilities and stuff. You know, if, if you're trying to get downtown, like in the morning, it'll take you 25 or 30 minutes, 15 minutes, no traffic, mm-hmm. um, 30 minute bus ride. Okay. So that kind of gives you some perspective. Right. Like you're not walking distance, like anything right. downtown. But there is in that neighborhood, like there's kind of cool, it's like coming to It's like one of the neighborhoods, like still somewhat affordable. Uh, we were able to, to get a place. Uh, like my girlfriend was able to, to buy a place. So yeah, she scooped it up and it's like a neighborhood where. More and more shops are coming in that are walking distance. There's cool. a brewery in the neighborhood for the first time that just opened. Uh, another bar came in. Yeah, that's kind of like that helps paint the picture. Does, does Portland have that are like Chicago, right? You have downtown Chicago. You have like the River North Finance, the, the Bros hang out. Yeah. Um, then like, that, so like cool neighborhood. right? But I'm saying like, do they have different cultures? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. So we lived in between two streets called Division and Hawthorne. One of that area southeast is like pretty funky. Um, and so, I don't know, like used clothing stores and stuff. Vintage. Yeah, yeah. vintage. Did you go to that Oak Forest thing? You did? $45. What? <laughs> yeah. Is that spendy? It, they like find it from other thrift stores, like around the oh. country. I think it's around where like their family lives, and they like drive to the Midwest. Mm. And then Elton John shirt was like forty five dollars. I used Elton John shirt. Well, Elton John's trending right like, now. It was yes, definitely it's like final tour, isn't it? Yeah. It was yeah, definitely trending. Really <laughs> I can't. Yeah, right. I can't imagine paying forty five dollars for just a plain shirt. They were already just pay five bucks for Elton John. <laughs> A little change story. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think Chipper, or one of our, about to open a merchandising store or a merch store, because I saw on the recent website update there was a little cart there. And what's the cart for? Are you guys gonna try to sell Chipper shirt? Are you guys selling? Yeah. I still haven't got one yet. Do I get one for being on the podcast? Uh, sure. Yeah. There you go. Oh, <laughs> heard, it here. <laughs> you heard it here. Don't edit that out. <laughs> Uh, we give them away to like users that have paid off their student loans and like have been part of our uh, spotlight. So we like spotlight members that yeah. paid off their student loans using Change, and then also people that like fill out our surveys and like give it away and stuff. So I'm like years away from paying off my student loans. So. <laughs> well, I, although you, I don't know if you can use Change, but feel free to download it. Available on iOS and Android. Um, just search Changed. Okay. So listeners out there, you started. You started. Mem- I'll start a. Uh, <laughs> right, you want to trade? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to get another beer. Thank Damn. you. Uh, just bring that tea here. Tea. Um, what's next? Oh, I had a question about Portland. How is the food scene? The food scene's amazing. Uh, that's like what kind of food? That... Uh, all across the board. I think the, the best stuff Portland does is around anything like vegetarian vegan including a bunch of vegetables um farm to table like that's the stuff i think portland like fresh ingredients is portland's jam um does have good sushi and good oh you just shit on every other city out there why because you're like 
fresh ingredients. That's what we're good at. <laughs> we are good at that, though. <laughs> you're saying, like, go to Chicago or... Well, I mean, if you look at trip to Kansas, if you look at all things from Kansas, Chicago, but... we don't eat. I mean, we, yeah. I mean, we eat pretty good. Yeah, I'm not saying... I'm, I mean, in my opinion, the cities that I think right now are like Portland, Chicago, New York. I mean, that's like, from the people who know food, those are always the ones they talk about. Yeah. I mean, you can tell we don't eat a lot of vegetables by our stature. Like, we're <laughs> from the heavy side. <laughs> um, potatoes are Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe. Depends how you cook them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think one thing that Portland's done is it's like a bunch of people who might be a little bit judgmental at the moment. And so if your food game isn't up to snuff, you get. And so everybody's motivated to make good food, even if or like do something a little bit different, even if it's like unexpected. Um, like dive bars have it, but it's better than what you'll find like at a restaurant here in Little Rock. No offense to Little Rock, you guys have great food too, but just not. That's... Yeah, no, I... yeah, you're not going to get anything from us. I mean, we agree with, with that most most definitely. Yeah. Um, Portland what about judgmental? Here I am, just like throwing out opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I just throwing them, throwing them through the mud. Um, yeah. Weather? What is was weather like in Portland? Like, uh, what, what are your winters like? I guess more, more like wet. They're wet. wet. They're yeah. so. Fine, August. You don't want to be anywhere else other than the northwest. Northwest. Like people were looking at me like crazy. Like weather's starting to turn. It'd be nice, and I'm like, going to Little Rock. People are like, WTF? Why would you leave right now? <laughs> Stay. <laughs> this is we just to warm up and now it is and you're gonna leave so like november through february is gonna be um, unless you like skiing which i and so once the mountains get snow, just go skiing uh march and april can be they're unpredictable uh may and june are warmer they can still get some rain usually like half of that time is pretty good and then like september and october like the fall is really cooling off a little bit football's in season um yeah and it's not too hot like it's never like it's gotten hotter recently but july and august is usually like 70s and 80s in the majority of oregon like as a high and so it's just really pleasant like it's tough to beat it's not humid i don't know it's really fantastic i don't uh, i'm it missing it great. already as i talk about it yeah, yeah. So, 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 mountains out there yeah, man, we got like ten thousand foot peaks. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so I mean, it's a good transition since I created it. Um, <laughs> so I heard you went uh, hiking with some strangers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. I did. Yeah, some some locals to Arkansas. So wait, first I want to. Oh, how'd you meet them? Where'd you go hiking? And were they weird? I'm just saying strangers. You never know yeah. what you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, met, met over music. Um, we went about three hours to a place called Jasper. Met over music. What do you mean? That? Well, I got... oh. hey, you've been to shows here, right? You yeah. have shows here? Yeah. Do they have some decent talent? Uh, they do. Yeah, like, oddly, I guess Little Rock gets a bunch of shows that come through because it's the road between like Memphis and Austin. Oh, uh, okay. And 
point where like people come yeah. in and like try to dip into Little Rock for that yeah. and do a show just to pay for the trip. Oh yeah, for sure. So Little Rock oddly gets pretty good music. Um, Weird Al Yankovic is at the uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, went to a show, went to the Andy Frasco show. He's not local, but for some reason, they always play Little Rock. Um, he played a show in Oregon a few ago, and then actually just was there this last weekend for another festival. Yeah, uh, but he was in town, so went to that show. Uh, met a crew, kind of like, like-minded individuals, like to get outside and camp. Uh, it was weird, you know, I'm used to camping, where like it gets cold at night. And it was like 75 at its lowest temperature. <laughs> and I'm just like there, like in shorts. <laughs> yeah, in shorts, no t shirt, you know, just like, like still sweaty, just on like on the bare, like inflatable pad. Yeah. Not even that was like off to the side that I was borrowing. I was just like, ah. Did you actually camp there for the night? Yeah, yeah, we camped. Camped one night. Um, it was cool. We don't have fireflies there. Oh, yeah. Oh, super cool. Especially now we camp. call them lightning bugs. Lightning bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. And then the cicadas, just like, yeah. we don't have those either. And they just have a crazy course that comes yeah. in waves like yeah. throughout the night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really fun, actually. You, you didn't get eaten that way in Florida? Oh, well, it was in a tent. But I have okay. a bunch of bug bites. Like, yeah. And then the hike the next day was cool. We did one called uh, Eye of the Needle. Because trails. It, it's like kind of up the creek bed. Um, and trail that kind of goes pretty good for the most most part um the water kind of goes in and out like come out of the rocks and then like go into the rocks yeah come out of the rocks it's kind of it's, it's kind of cool um there is a trail that kind of like crisscrosses it just like on either side and i've never walked through so many spider webs in my life really yeah, yeah and like you know, we, you know going one direction you know an hour later we're coming back down the other direction and there's brand new spider webs <laughs> i'm like i've you guys this is great uh, fucking up their ecosystem yeah man. yeah <laughs> uh, i know i don't so know. I, how are these people like like were they just like yeah, that's what interesting yeah. Learned about. um so no i it's interesting i, I think even where you go people kind of like influenced by their endings very fundamental ways like in Oregon, we're not a very religious society. Mm-hmm. Um, we're pretty liberal and like pretty, I don't know, like open minded is not the right word, but like people push the boundaries, yeah, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like even kind of different, like Portland, you know, like has a naked bike ride and like yeah. people are like, all right, we have a naked bike ride, like whatever. <laughs> or like yeah. no pants on the, the max line, you know, one day. So it just shows up with like boxers and underwear. Arkansas, you didn't have that. 
Like right. we grew up traditional. Oh, it was yeah. like we were like surrounded by the majority of your friends or families were traditional, or at least your parents were raised very traditional. So they haven't taken that hippie stride. So um, that, that's that's West interesting. Coast. Like, what's the interaction with someone like you being like essentially born and raised in like kind of environment? And then talk and hanging out with people that weren't. Was there a lot? Was there conflict? Was there um, just interactions? More interesting conversations. I mean, also like I might be a little bit of an extreme version because like I'm like kind of person who likes going to music festivals. Yeah. And I've done Burning Man for four years. Yeah. And, like, and so kind of like push the boundaries of even like uh, I don't know, like that that style mm -hmm. of, of life. Um, and a lot of people haven't done that. So it's more like just curiosity. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean? Like, this is, you guys are open, like minded about this. Like, <laughs> so I wouldn't say it's like, it's not, um, it, it makes just good conversations. People are curious about the different opportunities, different things we've been exposed to right. uh, in Portland versus, you know, Little Rock. Right. That's cool. So it was an overall good experience. Oh, great experience. Yeah. yeah. People are really friendly. I mean, yeah. one thing that I love about this area is, People are very welcoming. Yeah, seriously. Like, they're more extroverted. They want to talk to you. They want to learn. How you doing, yeah. sir? How's everything going? Uh, well, he has, sir, when he was out here a couple weeks ago, this 10-year-old kid just said, hey, how you doing, sir? I was in the bathroom or something. It's thrown off because no one talks to you like that in Chicago. I passed a family of six on my bike right over here, and they all waved at me. <laughs> I started waving, and I was like, from an introverted city. <laughs> yeah. And the one thing Alex uh, said last week, uh, I think on the podcast, like, even the homeless people here, like, like not to bring any kind of competition, but, but like, yeah. Like, yeah. like, hey, man, how's your day going? Like, like they might eventually ask you for, like, a dollar, but, like, hey, man, how's your day going? Have you guys how's been it? asked for really specific amounts? <laughs> 47 cents? Yes, no, exactly. No. So I was like, <laughs> you're, like, 122, so I get a text. <laughs> I was like... No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, they're living within their means. They only get down to 22 for yeah. a bag of cigarettes, and they're good. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't experienced that yet, but I've experienced some, like, very friendly homeless people, and I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, everyone here, like, is, is, has, a, has a good... <laughs> My buddy, Rush, I, he, uh, he was at a liquor store once, and now I have a beer. <laughs> he buys in the Steel Reserve. Yeah. And out there and he hands it to him and he's like oh man what are you trying to kill me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm like, that's like what they that's like what the homeless drink in portland yeah, 40s. yeah i remember in college i don't know if you ever played this game we played edward 40 hands <laughs> okay yeah uh i was fortunate to never actually partake in it okay yeah so it, i went we went to western LA university and we had this fun uh, you guys, despite listening to this podcast, but we played uh, Edward Vodka Hands. Oh no! So he strapped two smear mouth in his hand, and he finished both of them no. like fifths, like fifths, right? Oh, that's so loud. Um, and it was a really, really, really crazy experience. But yeah, that's the that's an impressive yeah. amount. But yeah, no, no, like this guy's a tank. He he, he can drink for days. Um, but yeah. I don't recommend walking yet. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Like there was yeah. no walking. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that was the night where he where so I think that might have been the night where he left the house party we were at party. <laughs> they locked him in the basement yep. of his <laughs> house. 
he was like, screw this. And in the basement, there were like these cabinets and like five gallon paint jugs. And we see him running back to our apartment. <laughs> paint jugs. He's like, hey, man, they locked me in this basement. So I stole this paint. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, cool. Well, and then he like knocked out. Yeah. yeah. And he like knocked out. Um, Did we yeah. come back asking for the paint or something like that? No, uh, that wasn't that time, but uh, <laughs> we had some crazy, we had some crazy <laughs> the other kids. <laughs> um, no, they didn't come back asking for it. We had some, well, other students. <laughs> we, went to, we went to this college, Western Illinois University. The main attraction was there was nothing else going on. So it was like, you do, you drink or you, or you do nothing, right? Or you go to Walmart. What's What's your Illinois? What are, what's your mascot? Leatherneck. Uh, Leatherneck. 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 So the a pit bull was a dog. Bulldog. Ali. Bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois Panthers. is Tony Panthers. Oh yeah. Or... Panthers. Panthers. Eastern Illinois. That that's in Chicago. No, Eastern's in uh, Charleston. Um, like Charleston. an hour south, or yeah, about an hour south from U of I. What northeastern is the college in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. Northwestern, right? And Northwestern too, even though it's on the east side of the state. Edmondson. Northwestern is like the actual university. Yeah. Northeastern is the side of college. I like that they're the competing there. <laughs> on yeah. directions. But I mean Northwestern it matched they Yeah. But now it's like right. I, like my girlfriend lives in Evanston, but actually she listen on the podcast. She lived like five, five, a five-minute walk away from the campus. They've got these multi-million-dollar like buildings surrounded by like these multi-million-dollar like landscapes. Yeah. They're right on Lake Michigan, um, and I understand why it costs like fifty k a semester is, to go there. Is Northwestern part of the city? No, uh, no, northeastern. No. It's in the northeastern part of the state, and it's also in the northeastern part of the city. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I like I like the person at the guest. Campus is what? What's that? That's Northwestern Business College, which is like a community. Uh, okay. But it's on the city, not. There's there's a there's like, a full profit like... school in Chicago called Northwestern College. I know a guy who went there. It's like a mm. Phoenix University. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like I like that someone was like, you know, we're the the Northwestern of record. Yeah. Like, no, we're 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 we're, we're Northwesters. Not the northwest part of the country. Wait, yeah, hold on. If you think about it, before the Louisiana Purchase, that was the northwest. Mm. So, if we think about that, was it? Yeah, because the Louisiana Purchase but was. That was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know when they wild were. Before that was bad. Yeah, a little, little history lesson. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Chicago means stinky onion. Yeah. Illinois. Um, no, but. I don't know where they got the name from, but it's, I mean, it's a top tier. Uh, is it Ivy League, Wally? Um, no. no, it's not Ivy League. Yeah. Um, they've got a good business school. They do. Um, they do. The joint program at the NBA school I went to. Oh, really? What did you go to GMBA? A school called IE. IE. Instituto de Empresa. Ooh, that's in a different country. Uh-huh. Where did you get your MBA? Uh, Madrid. How was that? Oh, fabulous, man. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like 250 students. They do a couple different intakes, so 250. 
uh, from 50 different countries. Mm. And so you get this real global presence of people. Like when you talk about global stuff, somebody's like, oh yeah, this crazy thing's happened in Argentina. Um, uh, hey man, look, like, about this. Nice. I think they give you like the locals insider knowledge on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. Was um, it a two-year program? One year. One year program. One in depth. Very diverse. Like IE is a very, it's really actually highly ranked school, but it's more diverse than a lot of the other ones. Like yeah. London Business School is like very financial focused. INSEAD um, in France is like, they're turning out consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, IE is like, hey, you, like, you may not have the greatest business uh, history, but like you have a cool skill set and right. you're interesting and like we can work with that. Right. And so you get a really dynamic group of people. It's based right in the city, which most in Madrid's a blast. Fun. So it's a really good group of people who like care about yeah, education, yeah. care about their career, care about traveling, but also like want to be in Madrid and having fun and like yeah. experiencing Spanish culture. Yeah. So it's fun, like you go out there and a lot of people you just wanna hang out. Yeah. And I mean, it, for me, I never been I never been to Europe before. I moved out there two weeks. Have you guys? I haven't been to no. Spain now. Paulie, have you? Uh, yeah, I've been to Madrid and Barcelona. Okay, you have. So you know, yeah. like, you know the club culture where like you walk out of a place at four a.m. and there's four, a line five a.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh really? Oh uh, yeah. yeah, it's wild. I mean, like. Yeah, aren't there like clubs that start at like seven AM? Like that's uh, is that the country or is that uh in Spain? Mm, I don't know. There's some that like close at seven or eight. Barcelona. Yeah, I mean like, it's, the, it's like a lot of the parties like start in the mornings. So. I might have watched a documentary that's way specific than an entire country starting parties. <laughs> I feel like but, that's kind of like a a normal <laughs> in like Europe and also like South America. I mean in like Argentina and like uh Brazil, I mean, same thing. You're up, you're up until like four or five a.m. Sun's coming up. Um, and they also, That's, I uh, mean, they start their days later. I don't understand. I, I still haven't like grasped that concept of like they they don't eat dinner until like nine p.m. Yeah, um, I don't yeah, know, I get I that. Love their lifestyle. It was like the siesta is amazing. Yeah, they need to like introduce that into American culture. Yeah, like we, I mean, we wouldn't go to bed until like one or two up at like eight or so so you sleep like six hours roughly go about your day at p.m. we would get done with class you go home you eat you take a nap for five you kind of start doing more work mm-hmm. um get your workout in eat dinner up to one two like eat. yeah it felt amazing and i came back and i didn't get that nap anymore yeah it was so, it was like <laughs> it was probably a three-month adjustment period <laughs> well, like, i was like a little kid i'm like where's my nap <laughs> That, that, that yeah, you know, I actually... my, my that goes into my topic about like uh, my deep thought about about time and and how we keep it, but we can keep that for for the second. But um, Walid has a story in Barcelona where he got pickpocketed, and I know we talked about this in the podcast. You can give a quick um, recap of that, Walid. Um, yeah, so I guess I, I don't really know the shorter way. To say this, so just cut me off if it goes too long. But way to uh, bring up positive memory. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a story because like while he'd handled it well, although he lost his phone, but mm. it was an interesting story that people can learn from with you know how how these pickpocketers operate. It's a useful podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People in Spain are listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we 
my cousin and our mothers, myself, we went to Barcelona. We, uh, it was our first night there. Um, our mothers went to bed. We had tickets to go see uh, FC Barcelona. So we went and got in the Metro to, to the stadium. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a packed stadium. Uh, or Sorry, uh, it's a packed train, rather. And, you know, everyone is just dick to ass on the train. And so mm. there's, there's, there's a lot of there's not there's not a lot of moving going on on the train. I mean, it reminds me of Chicago and like on the red line when you're going to the Cubs game. Um, so we're, we're actually coming up to our stop and um, this guy starts like to kind of rush off to, to get off the train. And I'm kind of just like standing there and then like he's trying to like get me to like turn or move so he can like get past me. And mm-hmm. so, you know. As soon as we get off at, at our stop, it's just like everyone gets off that. So it's like it's a clusterfuck because you're you're just like um, you're just trying to like scurry off the train. So he he kind of he, he kind of moves me into a certain spot. Um, I mean, I'm kind of playing in my head how I know it went, but but essentially we I, we get off the train. I I do this thing when, when I'm always traveling. I always check. I always pat my pockets for my phone, wallet, and passport. Um, mm-hmm. so I knew as soon as I knew as soon as I stepped off the train, um, like I took literally two steps off and I was, I knew it was gone and my cousin's already walking away, like walking, like, you know, off the dock to, you know, uh, at the exit of the, of the train station. And, you know, I'm screaming, Danny, Danny, like my cousin's, uh, Danny, like, I was like, Danny, I don't have my fucking phone. I don't have my fucking phone. He's like, what, what? And then, you know, the doors and like, it's not like Chicago, I guess not, you're not really familiar. I don't know if you're familiar with, with CTA here in Chicago, but like there's a manual person, like, you know, opening and closing doors, like mm-hmm. with the switch and, and they see that. So, but in, you know, in Europe, like, like you would know, like, I mean, they just close the, the doors. Like, yeah, there, there's no, yeah, like, they don't wait. Trying to open. yeah, there's no emergency fail, like fail switch on, on those trains. Uh, so, so I turn back around and look back in the train and I see the guy who was like trying to rush off to get off the train and he's still, and he, and he's back on the train and, I, and like, we lock eyes. And I'm like, I fucking like, I see, like, I knew it was, like, I knew it was him. So I get back on the train. My cousin can't be, get, get back on. So next, you know, I kind of grab him. I don't kind of, I do grab him and he's, He's just fighting me off, and I'm I tell him like, "Give my fucking phone, give my fucking phone." He's wearing like a vest, he's wearing um, uh, like a satchel as well, and so I, I grab a satchel, um, I grab his vest too, like I'm I'm just patting him down. I'm like, "Where's my fucking phone? Where's my fucking phone?" And he's like, "You're crazy, you're crazy, man, you're crazy." <laughs> and so this this kind of goes on for like two minutes, and um, then we get to the next stop. And I'm still kind of like tussling with this guy a bit, not not tussling, but just like kind of got him pinned up against like the train wall. And so we get to the next stop, the doors open, the doors close. I turn around and then I see another guy get off. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, that's the fucking guy who's got my phone. And so pretty much what, what had happened was, well, what, how I think it happened was he, so he he moved me into a position that turned my uh, my pocket or the, the leg where my pocket was was facing his 
companion and his companion as I was turning just lifted it right out of my pocket. Doesn't it sound like a Mission Impossible? It was, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a bait and switch. Yeah. Well, and so yeah. They, they've got a good system. So even once they steal your shit, they don't hold on to it. Yeah. They pass immediately yeah. to somebody else. Like I had, yeah. I had my yeah. uh, in Madrid. I, it was it was the Champions League final. It was an all Madrid Champions League. It was it was Atletico versus uh, Real, and partying and had maybe had one to two drinks um, that I remember. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a bit crowded. It's like I don't know, two or three a.m. in the morning, and for some reason I still had my wallet in my back pocket, which is like just stupid. And somebody kind of brushed against me for a little while. Wait a second, and it took me maybe five seconds. And then by the time I padded my pocket, you know, no more wallet in there. Like I didn't have any money, but it was just a pain in the ass. Uh, and I like yeah. turn this guy. And I'm like, dude, where my wallet go? And my, my wallet was just stolen. He looks at me kind of like, like I don't know, man. That really sucks. Your wallet was stolen. Like you know, there's like two or three other people like down the road. But, like I knew that were like all kind of brushed up against me like one by one. And like one dude's just walking off, and I'm like. I I don't have the support to do this. <laughs> this is not going to end well. Just, you know, shame on. <laughs> yeah, and kid you not, like they announced it all over the the intercom, so that like they're aware of it. Dude, we had this crazy video. Uh, somebody had their backpack stolen. There's this burrito joint near campus uh, that was trying, it's kind of trying to be like, um, but like way bigger portions because they don't know what they're doing yet, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. There's like four <laughs> students sitting there at a table against the wall, and they have their backpack. One person has their backpack like kind of at the end of the table, uh, and then right across from that is a round table, like a two or three person one, much smaller. And this guy's sitting there, his bag, and he like scoots it a little bit, and then he scoots the bag a little bit more, and then he scoots his bag until it's touching oh, that other man. person's bag, and then he just reaches over and grabs his and grabs hers at the same time, and it just kind of scoots over his table, and then his buddy grabs her bag and then they both just stand up and walk away oh shit yeah it was crazy just like oh these guys are like on board video of course i never found the guy but like it's that just rampant in europe at a different level it's a a profession it really is yeah um i think i kid you not like i i read something on espn um like a few days later and one of the barcelona players had his house broken into had like three hundred thousand dollars worth of um uh stuff stolen from his house and then also too they're warning players from um from barcelona uh now because it's the off season like don't post pictures of or like you know stories of of you like on on vacation because then you're gonna tip off the robbers um you know that you're not home so that's crazy yeah it's nuts i remember seeing oh yeah I didn't just realize that nobody would target in the first place. It didn't really matter. <laughs> You've got seven-year-old pairs of skis to steal. These were, <laughs> these were good in 2008. So they don't know until they get in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I uh, we're we're coming up on the first hour. We're going to either reset and send a new link because. Okay. Um, so, Oli, do you want to send a link out? Yeah. Um, give me, like, uh, five minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. And the next hour, we're going to talk about Dan's Amazon wish list item. So, we're going to look that up right now. 
Uh, we're going to do some rapid fire with Chad. Share my deep thought. And then Waleed, um, we can talk about your, uh, your interview, uh, your interview process at work. Oh, I want, I want your guys' official statement, um, as student loan killers, um, from, from the fresh off the, the press, Bernie Sanders. Student loans. Yeah. <laughs> The whole Bernie uh, Sanders and uh, Elizabeth Warren thing. Yeah, he's en- he's entered the fray. Yeah, um, how do you guys business? I yeah, I mean, quick pivot. You know how yeah, that, right? <laughs> quick pivot. Yeah. Um, quick pivot. Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's talk about that. Okay, we'll talk about right. it at the top of the hour. Send the link. All right. Bye. Because I thought he was going to buy one. All right, go back. Yeah. Back, back. sponsored anchor break. All right. Did um, you uh, did you thank our, our sponsor Harry's? Don't do that. <laughs> Harry's Harry's need to pay us. They, they have like, can I just quickly can I just quickly say that Harry's has the best no, razors nope. uh, available today? Nope. <laughs> I mean, not really pay us. This is shit. Every, every yeah. We, we, is it? They, is it well, will I ruin your sponsorship if I tell you that I prefer Dollar Shave Club? No way. <laughs> no way. Go for it. No, Go for no. it. Dollar Shave Club has the same say inferior. I haven't. But then the, the shave butter is amazing. The shave butter, the Dr. Carby shave butter? Yeah. Good. But have, yeah. you, have you ever tried the uh, Aries shave cream? It's amazing. But I don't, Aries, I'm not, not worried about the ancillary products. I just like a better razor. So I choose Harry's. Thank you. Harry's sponsoring this podcast. Harry's Harry's has the money because they have a huge display in Target and every Target like across America. Like it's just a grandiose like display. That's 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 more recent. I'm happy they're in Target. I thought you were also gonna hook me up some beard oil. Oh yeah. Do we have any beard oils? I like what a bunch of dudes talking about we're talking about razors and everybody sitting around the table here has these big beards on. Like we shave a very well, small no, portion I, of our face. So like, oh, that's right. You do. So like this, this isn't a beard oil, but this is a dream beard. This is a product we released when we were running our white beard beard company. Uh-huh. Um, it's an overnight beard treatment. Uh, it's truly scent scented, so it's like very natural, very you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it, but it reduces beard dandruff, and like you wake up with a better beard. But here's a beard oil. Oh, and now defunct and. Uh, Old company, but that, that's a good scent. It's our most popular scent, Cedarwood. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yes, yeah, so you want to get into the rapid fire? Yeah, let's, let's ask some questions. Chad, okay. you're on the hot seat. I'm multiple beers right. deep now. <laughs> there you go. I'll start it off since we just talked about Nick's uh, former company, White Spade. Um, Chad, have you ventured out in the other startups or uh, businesses that you co founded? I co-founded a fitness company right out of college. Oh, nice. Um, favorite place to visit in Europe? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I have to say Madrid just because I lived there for a year, but I also really enjoyed London. Okay. Nice. Going there in October. But, yeah. Um, am, I, favorite? am I answering too quickly? Should I get a little no, more no, color? Right. Give a no, little, give a little more fire. color. Okay, a little more color. All right, all right. All right. Yeah, you can give a little more if you want. I just, yeah, I, anything you want to do, you're the guest. You're an honored guest. <laughs> you are All right, guest. when in doubt, do what I want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, best best dish in Portland. Food. Anything. Best dish. 
Yeah. Uh, like my favorite one. Um, yeah. Give me restaurant if, or or something maybe you cook. I don't know. And it's something that's Portland. <laughs> Portland specific. Something that's Portland. Uh, you know, there's a place that does. Uh, I was talking about Farm Table earlier, and they've got two different ones. One is a cumin baked carrots, uh, which is phenomenal. And they also do this uh, cold beef and date with goat cheese salad. Both of those things are flipping phenomenal. Yeah. Very, very. Are you a yeah. vegan? No. No? Okay. No, but like, you want something in Oregon. Like, right. a lot of places do meat really well. Yeah. What's the best meat dish in Portland? Mm. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Portland does meat. I think does meat well. Um, oh, a good salmon. Like, you oh, get a salmon, good, yeah. good, like, freshly caught salmon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right by the, right by the yeah, place, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That's what, that's what Portland That's like what Oregon in general does really well. Like, a good pink salmon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, not the salmon you get here. Like, occasionally you see, like, salmon, like, on a menu. Down here, you're just like, like uh, I don't know. Been frozen for a while. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Know your, know your region. Yeah. All right. What's what's the best places to hike in Oregon? What's the best uh, place to hike in Oregon? Sorry. Uh, you definitely want to go near Bend. You want to go in the Cascade Lakes area. Uh, I have a personal favorite of going up South Sister. It's about six miles and five thousand feet of elevation. So you go up to the top of South Sister. You get a look everywhere, and then you hike back down. And it's amazing. You're at the top of a mountain. It's like 10,000 feet. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oregon State, were you big into uh, following the sports there? I was indeed. What was your favorite sport? Uh, it's got to be football. Really? Not the, the NBA? Well, no, 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 no. Oregon really? State football's first love. Oh yeah, for sure. Oregon State football. Yeah, but Oregon State Portland. baseball. Uh, uh, baseball is good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Oregon State uh, for another day. Well, maybe till this time tomorrow. It's still the defending collegiate national world champions okay. in baseball. Uh, yeah. Michigan just beat. Uh, did they beat Vanderbilt? State? Vanderbilt, yeah. Yeah, uh, which would be crazy to be if they if Michigan wins. That's back to back northern teams to win and michigan came out of the corvallis so oregon state's regional this year so it'd be back-to-back teams out of the corvallis regional to win as well which would be kind of cool so uh gotta root michigan to that one yeah i mean they're a big 10 team and big 10 doesn't really do that well in baseball no no they don't it'd be great to beat sec again oh it's so good to beat sec baseball it's so (laughs) cocky south yeah um I have, I have one last uh, Worst, w- weird question. Okay. I'm pulling it from uh, our buddy Tim. You're Ferris. interrupting the rapid fire, but that's okay. No, 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 that is rapid fire. What's an unusual habit or absurd thing that you love? That I love? An unusual thing that kind of like just maybe you're me? known for or like something that you love to do that you're like, why does Chad do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, oof. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm weird in a lot of minor ways, but maybe not like one big one. No. Um, why, like, what do I get questioned on? They're like, what are you saying? Okay. Um, that's a good way of phrasing it. That's like a deep, reflective one. Maybe we can talk about your best butt sticker. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, I think like, like, uh, I'm going to twist your question. I'm going to say like, what's a weird fact people wouldn't expect? Yeah. Um, so even being somebody who like is really into business, is really into sports, those aren't terribly different necessarily. Right. A lot of people do that. Like, I'm pretty into like festivals and music, which a lot of people yeah. aren't. Some kind of like wooey hippie stuff. Um, but I also played an instrument for seven years. Really? I played viola, basically. <laughs> really? Starting in, in, in elementary school and through high school. Yeah, most people don't know that. Wow. Were you were you trying to ever pursue that, like, professionally? No, you know, I kind of did it because uh, my mom wanted me to do it, and I was kind of naturally good at it. And then towards the tail end of high school, my natural skills started to run dry. Because I spent, because <laughs> my practice time, I spent in sports. Like, I, was, I cared so much more about sports. And, like, I was a pretty good athlete, but, like, that's what I spent my time doing, not practicing viola, <laughs> being, a, being so, an orc dork. For the people that don't know what a viola is. It's like, it's basically exactly like a violin, only it's one string deeper. Okay. So uh, a violin has what, in, instead of having an E string, which is the top one, uh, viola has a C string. Extra strength. Uh, no, there's still four. Well, so okay. you remove the E, you shift, you shift those other three <laughs> up, and then you add a C. <laughs> okay. I think it's a different different tone. Yeah, different tone. Okay, can't remember. I'm going to pick it back up. I'm going to transfer that skill set to being a fiddle player. There you go. Fiddle? Yeah, because I think bluegrass music is fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I've uh, I don't want to say I've grown to love here, but one thing I've been listening to more being an Arkansas is country music. Not that has anything to do with chicken fries, cabbage. It's like pop music, but like oh no, just like the 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 country. Like, my girlfriend was here this weekend, Ashley, and we listened to Body Like a Back Road and Darius Rucker and a bunch of stuff driving down to Bentonville. It's still so country. It's full. Country music? No. no. I'm a little bit country. <laughs> <laughs> was By the way, this is the okay. slowest rapid fire question session <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like ever been done. Well, like, it's, it's meant to, like, be a little bit deeper than just, like, what's your uh, favorite color? Okay, all right. Well, you might... Blue? You might want a new name for it. <laughs> we'll call it a, we'll call it a... What's the weird thing that you guys do that defies expectation? Well, wait a rep, <laughs> fire. <laughs> yeah, that's our dif- differentiator, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> we have a different definition of rapid. <laughs> yeah, we kept on your toes. Um, I have one last question. Okay. Um, so as a startup founder, what is one thing you do to kind of unwind from, you know, your everyday life as an entrepreneur like what's a hobby you have or like something that you just like just needs to take you away from like the real world w- real world for a bit oh man i could i could go on this one for a while um <laughs> there you go i uh, love doing wine rapid yeah. fire love doing- <laughs> <laughs> great um uh now that visual in my head um no no no, no. I, I think it's like being an entrepreneur is tough um sometimes and one thing I, i've kind of thought about like early 30s is supposed to be when life gets most stressful anyway um i'm 31 i think it's like that transition from life from for most people like life goes from like kind of being easy in your 20s and like you know the world's your oyster and you still have all the potential in the world you can do whatever you want um you know and then and the transition transition between like that state and 40s are like all right you know who you are you know who your family is like you might have some roots or some stability and like you kind of have more of an identity. 
And I think that early 30s piece is like where you work through that and like life gets more real. Um, and it has for, for me in, um, in a number of ways, uh, whether that's money or relationship or uh, grief or mental health, I mean, you name it. Like, and it's kind of kicked in the last 12 months. Um, so what I find to be really helpful uh, are a couple different things. One is actually journaling, even if it's small. Mm-hmm. Like I use a book um, called The Evo Planner. Okay. You guys heard of this? No, I use something called yeah. the Five Minute Journal. Okay. So the Evo Planner is like it's like a, a physical journal that's kind of based on your they call it the brain type. Okay. Um, and so for me, there's like four different ones. Like I'm an explorer. So like for me, every day it asks like, "What are you going to do to find adventure and exploration today?" Uh, but it's like gratitude, and then it's I don't know a few other things. But it's supposed to kind of integrate life and work and career kind of like all together. Uh, what are you going to do for health? That sort of thing, and then you kind of like check off like the next day or you know what you did and how you rate it so like that's really helpful for me um yep that's it project evo uh was it projectevo.org for all the listeners out there yeah. so you're either an alchemist an oracle an architect or an explorer yep yeah so i'm an explorer um which is probably true so they create a a, a book that asks specific questions based on your set personality yeah cool. yeah and it's kind of like a little task list so it kind of helps you be grounded i think one of the things that is always tough. Like, Sorry, start... yes. like is mm-hmm. it digital or is it physical? Physical. Okay. It's physical, okay. Uh, which I like. Yeah. Uh, so I do that. Um, I try to, excuse me, I'm not always successful at this, but try to start my day with minimal technology for the first like five or 20 minutes. Okay. You know, like start with a little meditation, maybe even just like 10 minutes of yoga, just to breathe and kind of settle the mind. Um, and then the journal make some coffee make breakfast and then like usually after that point is like most ideal then i kind of start my day uh from do, you, do you have a set time that you start your day or do you just kind of like let yourself wake up when you're ready to wake up i mean i usually get up like around eight like i'm kind of like i sleep somewhere between go to bed midnight to one get up around eight i usually can't longer than eight hours it's yeah. kind of like a hard deadline for my body um so as soon as that hits i'm like all right, well, I'm awake. Yeah. I'm going back to sleep. Um, you know, here's a little different because we've got meetings early. It's right. like to get, if you want to go through the routine, you've got to get up a little bit earlier. So right. I don't do a great job about like having the same routine even if you don't have those meetings. Right. But in typical life, I'm like, I'll get to the office somewhere between like nine and 10, mm-hmm. you know, stay till six or seven, you know, head home or work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I need to work more after that, I will. Um, but that's kind of my routine. But like, I think, there's, there's a lot of minor things that help within that. The biggest thing really is the morning stuff. Like if I do the journaling every day and I do a little bit of meditation or yoga, like I will feel like I'll stay within a pretty good path. Um, and then at night too, there's a, a mental health app. So maybe we've got a struggles from that app called Uper, O-U-P-E-R, mm-hmm. uh, which is like, it just kind of asks you on a daily basis, like, how are you feeling? And you kind of rank and you were like, I'm feeling very calm or slightly calm or I'm feeling very stressed or slightly stressed. So you kind of rank it, it kind of keeps track and it's got a couple of different mental health checks and it's will ask you to do, um, you know, gratitudes or intentions or do an exercise of like, you're having a rough day. Uh, and that one for me has been actually really helpful at times. Yeah. So like if I'm doing those different kind of check-ins and reflecting and like jotting it down, yeah. it's helpful. Um, 
I don't it seems so common sense when people don't actually do that. Like, you should be checking in with yourself because, especially if you're running on a high caliber, like working on a startup and like dealing with the daily stress of that stuff, um, you you don't necessarily necessarily take time to do this stuff. And you're way more productive when you do do this stuff. The cruel joke is that when you are having a tough time, it's way harder to do that stuff. Yeah. Like, when you're having a hard day, it feels like such a big effort. Yeah. To go do the things you need to do to get out of it, because right. it's not—it's not a quick win. It's not like you take a pill unless you have Xanax or something. Like right. you feel better. It's like you actually have to work through it, and it's not going to be a quick fix. Right. And that's the thing. Like especially when you're feeling really shitty, if you are feeling depressed or something. Like you don't want to do anything. Like, yeah, you don't. The last thing you want to do is reflect. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's something I've dealt with. I put my dog down in December. Uh, like, but. Kind of hit the fan a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, it was kind of eye opener. Like I didn't know that before. You know, like entrepreneur, like optimistic to yeah. a fault, to a degree. Like, yeah, we can make this work. Right. Yeah, we don't need money. <laughs> yeah, we just need to build it. Like, you know, like like yeah. those kind of ideas. Uh, and then, you know, that doesn't translate across all aspects of life. Uh, that was a new experience for me. So I don't know that you got the long-winded answer to that question, yeah. friend. Um, well, I mean, it's awesome to share that, and I appreciate. It. That you did share really good um just your general kind of how you handle stuff throughout the day um it's always nice to hear that yeah it's yeah it's very very insightful uh, yeah and sometimes like you just kind of like can't put too much pressure on yourself and like you know for me today like i took a little i i missed <laughs> the question earlier but um uh like today like i had a massage for, like midpoint through the day uh relaxed a little bit just feeling stressed this morning had a productive day also took a little power nap this evening at like six from like nice. from like five forty five to like six fifteen. Just kinda of like put a podcast on, like laid by my desk and like put my legs up and just like <laughs> power like... nap in the startup office, you know? Like <laughs> not the weirdest thing you could do. But uh you know, that's like for me. Every office should have like a nap pod. You know, mm -hmm. like one thing that the Venture Center doesn't have, one thing that our co working space in Chicago doesn't have, which yeah, is like a room. Some people have to sleep. You don't want to sleep somewhere or something else. Well, like, I mean, mm -hmm. if it's just a chair, like I'm not saying like a bed and like a whatever, but like they've got nursing rooms, they've got like meeting rooms, they've got all these other rooms. Like I just want somewhere where I can turn the lights off. No one's gonna bother me. I'm not gonna look like a weirdo just sleeping mm -hmm. in my chair. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. I think more offices should have like a dark room. Yeah. Or or room where you uh, yeah. <laughs> is that a bad? Yeah, it could be weird. It's so a dark room with a chair. I don't care what it yeah. is. It's a chair, like a little lounge chair, or even like a chair we're sitting in now. Mm -hmm. Like knock out here for half an hour and feel feel good. Yeah. Like you, you've done that at eighteen seventy one before. He reserves yeah. your phone room. <laughs> yeah, he just sits there. And, like people are walking by. Like, what's that guy doing in that room? <laughs> and he's just napping. Yeah, dude, it makes a difference. It's yeah, helpful for sure. Yeah, I bet like a twenty three minute nap can take you away from just like feeling tired to like. You've got renewed energy for yeah, you wake up that couple hours, yeah, no, for sure, absolutely. Now the risk is like you're really tired and like you sleep for like two or three hours and you're wired until <laughs> two, three a.m. Yeah, I'm I'm a night person, so I usually, I mean, not here, but in my brain. Like Dan, Dan tries to put me on a schedule, or like at least like I try to align with what he's he does. He wakes mm -hmm. up at like six a.m. and like starts early. It's terrible. I'm the type of <laughs> <that's> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm the type of person who likes to stay up until two or three, and then like wake up at like nine or ten, and then like start the day. Yeah, mid morning, but um, I'm learning to be flexible. So, what do you guys do? I mean, like I, I know kind of the little things I do, you know, for 
for my my half stretch stay. Yeah. Stay good. What are you guys doing? Uh, so like, let me tell you what I intend and, and I hope to do, and then I'll <laughs> tell you what I actually do. So, uh, like, I, I try to wake up every morning um, and spend ten minutes doing a meditation session. I use this thing called the five minute journal, which asks you couple of questions in the morning mm-hmm. and they also have like a session where you talk about what what was good today in the day mm-hmm. so like they ask you the morning session and the night session um so i try to do a little meditation in the morning obviously with like all these things going on here it's a little bit harder to do um but then throughout the day just try to take some time to just like like dan and i go walk around the block when yeah. it's like just you know what we've got a lot of shit going on but like let's walk around the block let's see yeah. what's going on you know swim this arkansas heat do whatever um, and just like disconnect from what's going on right now, like the fires you have to put out. Um, and then when I get home, uh, it's just like kind of taking a little bit, a little bit of a break from work, but I like to have a second like work session at home. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a difference from like work session at the office and like work session at home because like work session at the office, you're dealing with the day to day stuff. After six, seven, eight p.m., no one's gonna bother you via email, like unless it's like a CTO or something we're dealing with. I get to work on the things that I want to. I wanted to work on during the day that I couldn't because things got in the way. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of what I try to do on a daily basis. And then obviously, um, Jenny will and all this other stuff. But that's more of a struggle than than it should be. So that's your intention, right? Yes. So what usually happens is I get violently woken up by by my alarm clock at seven <laughs> at seven twenty four p.m. for our, our our morning scrum calls where we talk about developers and I'm like half awake I might have a shirt on we're we're in this living room here and I'm taking notes on the scrum calls um, and then we get ready we Dan makes a quick breakfast I try to grab grab breakfast but I don't like eating in the morning we run out of the office adjust at the office um, and then. Um, and just let the day take us where it takes us. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens more often than it should. Yeah. Um, so, like, I want to become better at, like, controlling the day as opposed to the day controlling me. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, the day takes good. Like, like today, like, Dan, at, like, 4 p.m. before our CEO roundtable, he's like, I don't know what I did today. He's like... <laughs> I feel like I didn't do anything today. Even though we did it, we were like working, like doing a whole bunch of things. Like, yeah, getting you're busy all day long. Yeah, yeah, busy. Yeah. But like, like we need to, all right, from like noon to 4 p.m. is high impact stuff. We're going to yeah. do high impact stuff only. Like it might take, it might take three or four of those four hour sessions, but we need to do those high impact things as opposed to just letting these small tasks that you, you put out. Do you guys focus on tasks or do you focus on like blocks of time to like work on tasks? Right, like, yeah. Because I feel like being tasks not lots of time, especially for certain projects, you're always gonna. I, we we, we want, but we want them to be blocks of time, right? We want them to be like, hey, from. But some things you just need to finish. You can't just say, oh, I'm gonna do this tomorrow. Like, yeah, time. for example, yeah. we're dealing with this issue with account openings with snaps, right? Um, and this is an ongoing issue. And if an email comes up from their team, we need to like pull out from whatever we're doing and deal with this because this is a high priority issue. And like, you can't put a four hour block of time together to like build out a yeah. whatever advertising campaign or whatever marketing campaign um, if this is the issue you're dealing with. So if this comes in, this breaks up this entire thing yeah. that falls apart. Um, and it sucks, but like at the same time, people are suffering with this issue that we're dealing with now 
So we need to solve this. Yeah. And so, you get all these things with customer support, like, you know, you do have a customer support person now. Yeah. But it's still like, oh, what do I do here? Or how do I do that? Yeah, it's so a lot of training. This thing is going to you know, like, ah. So you're always, and then you need to do that in a tiny manner because you don't want to piss people off. One of the biggest things right? we can learn is, like, like figuring out what fires need to put need to be put out right now and what fires can wait a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, our investor, one of our like local angel, angel investors that um, is is more of just like a guy that we like love to like be around. He's like a cool dude we meet with him, we talk with him. Um, he's like, All right, let's do time blocks. So like we set up these time blocks and I set up my entire calendar before like this like uh, before this event. Like I removed yeah. all the stuff. But like we had time blocks like here's my yeah. breakfast, here's my work yeah. hours, here's my email blocks. And I try to keep some of it, but like things get in the way and like you can't like reserve that time. It's never been can, successful yeah. for me. Yeah. I've tried to do it a number of times. Like it's successful in short spurts. Right. Like I know that I've got a crazy day coming up. Like I can schedule that one day. I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, I just need to book out today. Like mm -hmm. here's, here's what I'm going to do. And like, right. I know that I may not get all the things done, you know, in marketing, but I'm going to work on it for right. an hour. Yeah. And I'm just going to go task by task and then I finish when I finish, you right. know, um, you know, that, that style works for me, but like the whole routine aspect, it's never, it's never lasted. <laughs> you can't like, you can't do a routine with what we're trying to do. Yeah. During the setup. Cause like, if you're like, Nope, I do this right now. Like you, you have like a, a soft routine. I do the exact same thing almost every day. I'm trying to change it, but what you do like, yeah. What's your exact same routine? <laughs> So this is going to sound very stressful. Tell me about the monotony. <laughs> he wakes up, he kills a chicken. No, I like, like, I think of the day, like, especially in the morning, like, all right, fuck, I got to get up right now, and I got to go do something. Like, and I get up, I, I shower, I make a cup of coffee, I make breakfast, and whatever, we'll get a jump call thing. And I try to get to the office as soon as I can. Mm. And, and then what's your day? And then what's your like, day? The night before, I'm always thinking, of, like, shit, these are the tasks that haven't been completed. Like these other things yeah. you plan. Of course, I start planning for the next day. I wake up and I'm like, "Oh, this is like that." You need to do. Yeah. Attack the day. Yeah. So like, chase the day in a way. Lately. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's a little bit more difficult. Because like, although these bank meetings, they say they're intense. They're not really that intense. But they do really break up your day. Like, totally yeah. Like tomorrow we have three tracks. We have to meet with three different people for half an hour, which means I can block off any time to do what needs to be done for the business. Yeah. Like as co-founders and like leaders of the company, we should have people doing these things, but we can't because we're still a small company. Yeah. You have to do all these things. I know. That's like, that's like, we're tiny. So it's like basically anything yeah. outside coding. I do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. Right. It's yeah. Like, okay. Exactly. Great. Like, we need like how many fires can you let sit and burn before it becomes a, a, a like an epidemic? So like that, yeah. that's the question is like, yeah. what can you put out? A short yeah. amount of time, or just kind of like not gonna. Yeah, so I've, been, I've been trying to push the meditation. Yeah, this guy, this guy, uh, in sh when we work in Chicago, we drive to work, and he like sits in his car for like ten minutes, and just like yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll rush to get to work, whatever you know, like, I, like mm -hmm. I, or at least in my head, like I'm not like running over people and shit. You know? Yeah, like but just in my head, like I right, get to work, do this and this and this. Um, but then I'll uh, park, like, I usually drive in Chicago, so I'll park the car and I just sit in my car for a solid 15 minutes. Yeah. It's silence, like. You know, I think it's something, I used to drive, a short drive, it was like eight minutes for um, my first company, but like, that drive out there, I actually really enjoyed it. It was like, all right, for this eight minutes, like, it's a pretty easy drive, like, 
I just get to kind of relax and think about the day and other stuff. And like, oftentimes, sometimes I put on NPR, sometimes I wouldn't. And just like, it was almost like, all right, I can, I can rush out the door because I know I've got, I've got time coming up. Like once I get there, relax and like think. But I do better if I do that first. If I start rushing, I feel like I can't take that time to reset. And if I take that time to slow down right away, my entire day is more productive. Yeah. It's just like, it's just so hard to convince yourself in the moment that that's, that's a good investment of time. Yeah. It's like not rush. Right. Like take your time. Like today, I, I got into the office late. Um, I woke up early, drove my girlfriend to the airport. Uh, I got back in bed, woke up at 7.30, did a scrum call. Dan left the office. I chilled, cleaned up, took a shower, took my time, did a little bit of work. Um, and I, I felt like I had a productive day, even though, like, like I got into the office late and kind of, you know, yeah. stuff, stuff. But it kind of looked back and say, hey, you got to put every brick one day at a time. It's like, yeah. You're not going to just. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to try to start working with the business coach. That's kind of like my next yeah, thing. Yeah, like there's, well, have a budget there's, for that. there's this, yeah, there's like an executive coach, right? Like yeah. somebody that can like tell you what you're doing wrong and accountability. I haven't, I haven't met anybody who's worked with an executive coach and not seen a ton of value from it. I've never been like, it makes me like, oh, that was a terrible decision. It makes so much money. It was right. like, yeah, it's really helped for me to stay aligned and like work on these things and I'm more organized. I'm like, oh, okay, this is probably worth however much money it is. Just do that. I mean, you just got to tell your investors that it's worth how much money yeah. you're spending. Yeah, I, I yeah. still want to tell you, I was with some, he was uh, like a money coach or something. Yeah. And he, uh, the guy was super successful, made a ton of money. And yeah. Turned around and was like, dude, why are you still paying me? Like, you don't need me. Yeah. And he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, I anticipate your phone call. And like, need, need to be able yeah. to prove to you that I did something. Yeah. It just so like, it keeps them going. Yeah. That kind of voting thing is huge. I mean, it's, especially when it starts. Tony Robbins is like, I was getting paid like a million dollars to be this guy's coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's All right. All right. Gentlemen, Chad, Chad's uh, heading now. I unfortunately um, have to run before the second hour is complete. Let's, let's, let's do a pause here, Waleed. And um, we'll do a quick recap with Dan's wish list um, in a little bit. Is that cool? Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, Chad, thank you again for joining. Yeah, well, uh, thank you. Time. Uh, thank, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, don't forget uh, all the listeners at home, check out his app, Nimble. It's available in the App Store and Android, Google Play. In the Play Store. In the Play Store. All right. In the Play Store, yeah. All right, so in like, in like five minutes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to escort Chad to the... Uh... Sounds good. Exit. All right, all right. peace. Yo. Yo. So that was a fun first hour and a half. That was what? That was a fun first hour and a half. Did Chad enjoy himself? Yeah, it was. It was a... Did you have fun? I did. Did Chad enjoy himself? Chad enjoyed himself thoroughly. Awesome. That was good, yeah. Um, All right. So what, yeah, just... Uh, what do you want to get into? I wanted to... No, nothing. I just wanted to wrap things up. Right now, Dan and I are watching 63 different ways to, to cook a potato <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, let me guess, Mythical Morning. No, no, no. Uh, bon Appetit. How about your boy? No way. Finally yeah. watching something on YouTube other than Mythical Morning. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, have, have, you, have you been watching Mythical Morning since you left here? No, I had I had more than enough myth, mythical morning to last me for a lifetime. <laughs> oh man, I'm so I'm so happy to hear that. 
No, I mean, um, I think they're, I mean, I like their videos. It's just not, I don't like see like anything addicting about them. It's just like, no, it's just, it's just good background TV where you don't have to pay attention, but you can just still hear like entertaining people talk. Yeah, maybe. Um, which, I mean, that's true, but I don't know. I kind of like being engaged a little more. Okay. I feel you. That makes sense. Um, um, yeah, no, I just wanted to wrap things up. Um, take another 10 minutes here. I want to talk about Dan's, Dan's wish list here. Um, I mean, Dan pulled up a couple of things. One being a, uh, Baby, baby, the baby uh, pacifier. pacifier. Is he pregnant? Had gold coins. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but the pacifier they gave your baby um, grills it was a sequin pillow that if you swipe down on it, it's a face of Nicolas Cage. Oh, I mean, add it to the list. Yeah, both both like high quality items that were sourced from uh, years of research, um, but yeah, I, I think that pillow was. I mean, like I asked him the question, like why is Nicholas Cage a culty actor? He's a meme. Yeah, but like why? Um, let's see. I mean, how much time do you have? <laughs> Uh, we've got we've got twelve minutes, but yeah. I mean, he has that he has that memeable face. Um, you know, that gets that that was like in the first like I would say like there's gonna be like errors and like time periods of like how memes have evolved. You know, went from like you know a picture with like a saying on it, like with those like block white letters, and then then Vine stars started getting in the mix of those six second videos. Um, and then now it's more a meme, a meme, the evolution of a meme, like a meme, right? I think it could be like anything, like a video too, like a short clip of like you just like reenacting something that's an everyday problem or like just a funny thing. Um, I think like it's evolved more to the point of just like now they're just normal, candid videos that people capture or they take it themselves and then someone just puts a funny caption on it, which makes it funny. But the funny, funny caption has to be within the image or video. Um, no, not anymore. I think it's evolved past it. It's just a video with a funny caption. Yeah, and it's a meme. I think that I think at least I think that's what it is. Still, I mean, that's okay. You don't see any more memes with like text on it, almost unless unless like I, I see that... now Instagram people they'll they'll screenshot tweets and they'll. And they'll post that on their Instagram, and then, you know, it'll be like a funny saying or something. Right? Yeah. So, so I, see tweets... that. I see a lot of I see a lot of fake tweet like screenshots where they insert the text for the person. Yeah, yeah, that too. I mean, that's just uh, that's just fraudulent stuff right there, you know. Yeah, fraudulent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's probably like the only text that you'll see now. Yeah, and like an Instagram post is like something from Twitter. Someone, someone had right. a funny, real funny tweet. Um, I'm just happy they uh, they they stopped doing the um, when thing. The what? When thing like 
when the beat drops or when when you forget that you forgot your spare change to buy yourself a, a ice cream counter. You know what I'm talking uh, that about? Was, yeah. Oops. That, that was pretty popular on, uh, uh, I think, Vine. Yeah. Um, I, remember, right, I, I, like Vine. I, I, wish, I, I wish Vine was still a thing. I mean, why? It's just like six-second videos. Right. That's perfect. That's all I need. I'd, I'd rather uh, watch a thousand six-second videos in a movie. No, and I'll agree. I mean, these no offense to, to these Vine stars who've made a big um, transition to, like, you know, Instagram or YouTube, but, like, they really aren't good actors, like, past six seconds. No, wait. So we just watched a movie yesterday, The Rim of the World. Daniel, right? There were Vine stars in that. that- if you guys haven't gotten a chance Which to one? watch The Rim of the World on Netflix is like a movie about an alien invasion. Um, and there was King King Bach, King Batch, and a yeah. couple of other uh, weirdos were on there. Um, and it was a good movie. Not that they were stars at all in the movie, but they were in it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely some who've like you know, made it past, and I think, you know, their talent shows, but there's definitely, I would say the the majority, like, the bottom 90% of, like, the popular Vine stars who transition to, like, longer than six-second videos are below par. In case in any industry. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I just want to wrap things up. Dan had a, had a wish list. Um, I wanted to thank Chad for joining us on the podcast today. Um, I also want to, yeah, thanks Chad. Um, and, uh, and just kind (laughs) of wrap things up with, oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. a statement on Bernie Sanders today, joining the fight for student loans. Yeah. I mean, like, again, I appreciate all these politicians trying to solve the problem. Um, the only thing I, I, I have to say about that is that they're removing uh, they're removing the obligation from the people that committed to this obligation. That's like saying, "Hey, I'm gonna lose twenty pounds," or "I'm gonna eat this food and then later I'm gonna lose twenty pounds," and then Bernie Sanders saying, "Hey, you don't need to lose twenty pounds. I'm just gonna suck the fat off of you." It's like liposuction for student loan debt. Yeah. Um, and what of what of the people who paid like all their student loans off? Yeah, no, but then someone else made the case today. I read an article saying that that's the same thing with Social Security. Like social Social Security wasn't a thing, and then they introduced it, and then people were saying like, "Hey, I didn't get Social Security, but like now it's a it's a common common thing." Um, I just feel like you know it's not going to teach anyone anything. Um, I think that there's a better way to handle it than just to forgive it. Maybe, you know, make it zero interest or uh, the people that have the the debt just, you know, pay it off in a longer term with, with no interest. Like, let's stop having the government make a profit off of this and um, just borrow money at, at no interest, which is great. Um, either way. Um, yeah, I don't think... What, 
Sorry, go ahead. I said either way, I respect with what uh, Bernie and uh, Elizabeth are doing um, with their with their plans. Yeah, I, I just think people need to like understand a, a little more about like how much one point six trillion dollars like actually is. That's I don't know. Right. Like, how much money is there actually in the whole entire world? I mean, more than that. Right. But, like, in America. I mean, yeah. No, it's it's a lot of money, and it would have to be – it would have to be it, – it's it's no joke. It's not like a, a thing you could – like, obviously, these politicians are using this student loan debt as a, as a conversation piece and as something they could run on. Um, I just, you know – me as as someone that's running a company and trying to solve the problem, I don't think it's going away, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I agree with you. I mean, it's just it's just a lot of money to just forgive and then just keep going about our day. Yeah, someone and, someone yeah. someone else will be impacted by this, you know, which could have a ripple effect a ripple effect on uh, some other industry. I don't know, All right. or somewhere else. It's consequences to actions. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So I want to take um, a couple minutes here to kind of wrap things up. Yeah, overall great interview. Um, Chad was great. Uh, makes me want to go visit Port Portlandia <laughs> or see the show, if anything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just great insight. We have to do yeah. something else for, or not something else, but maybe rename Rapid Fire section because um, I was thinking, like, Rapid Fire questions kind of, like, kind of brainless, but, like, don't take much thought. But, like, the questions that we were asking Chad and then the answers he was giving, it was very detailed and deep and insightful. Yeah. I appreciate that kind of stuff. What do, we call it, what do we call the Monday Night Insight? There you go. There you go. My man's. My man's. We did it. We made a difference. Um, but yeah. Uh, next week, I hope to have another guest on the podcast uh, from this accelerator program. So I'm going to ask around see who we can get. Hopefully, we can diversify the bunch and get some uh, some uh, either females or, or some uh, non-whites on the podcast. <laughs> um, what's your, what's your schedule like for next week since it's uh 4th of July? Oh, I'm going to be in Chicago. Oh shit. We can do a podcast from the crib. You're going to be here next Monday. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're going to do a real dinner yeah. and we're going to actually like talk about the dinner we have. Um, a reminder, I left my AirPods in, in your car. So give those back to me. AirPods. Yeah. Hey, did you take my vape? No. Because uh, I don't have that. That's gone somewhere. Uh, um. Hey, right, yeah, I'll check. I'll right check there? Her. Oh, the other one. Wait a month. Um. Yeah, I'll check it. All right. Where do you remember Great. where you left it? Uh, either their cup holder or like center console or like that little section under the radio console. Okay. Um, All right, well, let's, let's take this offline so this is live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll cut that out. All right, uh, 
next week uh, we're going to do a podcast live. So, uh, Dan, you're going to come down Monday? Yeah, maybe. I'll do that. Wait, so when do you guys come back home? Uh, we're leaving Friday. Yeah, leaving Friday. Friday, Friday afternoon. We'll be back Saturday, Sunday, Monday through the end of the week. Oh, let's go. Let's That's go. awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be good. Fuck yeah. Hey man. Uh All right. that's uh that's a wrap on a on an incredible episode. That's a wrap. Hopefully uh we keep this into the podcast, this uh ten minutes of chatting. Should we? No, probably not. Yeah, whatever. You make the decision. I'll I'll, I'll listen to it. Um and then also I need the bio. All right. I'll I'll send one right now. All right. See you guys next week. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.